0: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds, and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to Backyard Gardens, a podcast, the first episode. A companion podcast to a documentary being filmed, Backyard Gardens, a movie, about two families trying to grow their first gardens in a world that lacks nutrition. I'm your host and director of the film Ben Neville. So today for the first episode I want to just introduce myself, talk about what our plans are for the documentary and how this podcast is going to hopefully unfold. So first things first, I live in North Carolina and I have a garden right now. I have four, four by 8 beds and I just recently put in another bed that's really just a cleared spot in the woods. I think it's 25 by 10 feet. I'm not real sure. And I just use that bed mostly for your trail, uh, your trailing plants like watermelons, uh, squashes, cantaloupes, uh, sweet potatoes, stuff like that. Stuff that I don't have to really keep contained. Um, I tried them in a bed before and they get kind of unruly. So... I wanted to keep them out of my lawn. So a little history. I, uh, I grew up with my grandfather gardening all the time. Um, he's, there's a spot in the movie for him, and it's a touching story, and I won't spoil it for you. But he pretty much wanted to start gardening. Is from Brooklyn, New York, and never done it before. And it's just a story about how he was able to get a piece of land and grow and how that helped him in the future. And, I mean, this was a time where we didn't have Internet. So he had to use, you know, those old dusty things that smell kind of funny books and just information from other people. So, I mean, he learned and he grew and it was trial and error. The same thing that you probably go through, you know, you have a tomato that gets looks like it's half eaten, but it's sunburned or you get a funky disease on your plants. You know, you just learn and each year you grow and grow. And he did the same thing. And I grew up watching it. I didn't eat vegetables at the time, but I knew he loved it, and it was touching. To be honest, I was basically a carnivore at the time. I ate no vegetables until I was about 14, and I remember I went to Taco Bell, of all places, soft taco, cheese, meat, no lettuce, and I would do that all the time, but one day they put the lettuce on, and when I ate it, it wasn't that bad, so I just continued to eat it. And then fast forward, I don't know, this makes me feel kind of old, but 20 years later, maybe, next thing you know, I'm vegan. And then we start growing our own gardens. And we were vegan for five years, and during that five years, we grew gardens. Um, We lived in New England at the time, so growing food up there was different than it is here in North Carolina. There was a much shorter window for certain vegetables and longer windows for others, so we had to learn how to do it in a cooler environment. And some things were easier and some things were harder. But we had two four by 8 and one 6 by 6 bed that we grew our vegetables in. And the goal at the time was to kind of, you know, you start and you think, oh, I'm going to grow all my own food. And I quickly realized, just for a family of two at the time, that you needed a lot of space. And we didn't have that amount of space. So we decided that we would supplement our weekly grocery bill. And it made a big difference. But... You know, each year we try and grow and grow more, and we moved to North Carolina a few years later, and we started our garden back up here, and it's totally different. It's a lot hotter. The summers are longer, so we have a lot longer growing season, but the demand for water is brutal. I mean, you've got to really water, and we have to worry about the heat here, especially for some vegetables, so that was a learning curve that we had to deal with. But we know we're getting through it. And just like I said, we had trial and error. So the idea behind this is that we can all learn from each other. I thought I knew a lot about gardening. And then I started filming this documentary and I realized I don't know anything about gardening. And the humble thing that I learned is that a lot of people that are what you would call experts in gardening feel the same way. There's always something to learn. So we're going to have myself obviously talking If you have any questions or any subjects you want to talk about or learn more about, let us know. And um, you can let us know in a comment section or leave us a review and we'll get it and we will uh, research it and talk about it. Because we definitely want to improve everybody because what you learn, I learn. And same thing around. So, you know, we can we can figure it out. We're going to have follow up interviews with people from the movie. Um, We're going to have experts talking about certain subjects and different aspects uh we'll talk a lot about plants and vegetables flowers pollination soil which by the way i've been corrected many times soil is not dirt so don't call it dirt depending on who you're around i'm trying to learn to call it soil but and then we're just gonna we'll talk about some of the events there's a lot of news stories coming out about gardening and stuff people are learning so um yeah join us have fun listen invite your friends and let's learn And grow. You know, the saying we have in the movie is learn to grow and grow for change. And that's what we want to do. You know, we live in a world that doesn't have the best nutrition. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people go out to eat and, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, what have you, grocery store snacks, stuff like that. And some people don't even have access to foods other than that. So, you know, we just encourage people to just grow a plant, grow something, get a pot of dirt, put a seed in it, watch it grow, learn about it. Uh, the best place to start is growing herbs. Have a little herb garden. doesn't matter if it's one plant, five plants, or a huge bed. Just grow an herb garden. All you got to do is cut leaves and dry them, grind them, eat them fresh, and you add a lot of flavor to your foods. And it's a good way to satisfy and get that instant gratification from what you grow. You know, if you grow a fruiting vegetable, like, I don't know, a tomato, you have to grow it for a long time and watch that tomato grow, which is fun. But if you grow that basil plant, which is great to start off with, as soon as you get a couple leaves on it, you can pull a leaf off and use it in a sandwich. And right then you already are harvesting your own food and you're adding nutrition into your life. And that's what we want to do here. It doesn't matter if you have access to a lot of land, if you have a small porch, or if you have you know, nowhere to go. You can find a community garden. You can put a five-gallon bucket on your, uh, on your porch with a bag of dirt. I mean, I saw somebody on a, a Facebook group the other day said, I don't have any money and I want to start a garden. What should I do? And I simply replied, get a shovel and dig a hole. It's really that easy. You don't even have to buy the seeds, generally speaking. You could pull seeds out of what you eat and plant it. I have a lady down the road for me, and that's exactly what she does. If she eats it and it has seeds, it goes in the ground. And I don't have the heart to tell her that some of this stuff won't make it, but, you know, she tries, and she's got... If I'm not mistaken, this is her first garden, and it's massive. And most of it's come off stuff that she's eaten solely. She eats a lemon, she plants a seed. It'll grow in the summer but in the winter it'll die here, but that's okay. She's learning and she's got a killer herb garden and it's got all these exotic herbs cause she eats lemongrass and different basils and I don't even know some of it. So, you know, she's doing a good job with that and that's really how you start. She doesn't have a fancy bed, she dug a hole. If you got soil, you can grow something and then you can add to it. You can make your own soil composting. You know, you eat your table scraps, you start a compost pile and you turn it and you know soon enough you'll have soil and just improve it little by little you know these things you look on pinterest and you see all these massive gardens and everybody thinks i got to have that garden i want something just like that which is fine but what people don't realize is that it takes years and years and years to build up these gardens unless you've got a bunch of money But you start small. When I moved into my new house, I had one bed the first year. And then the next year, I had three beds. And then the next year, four beds. And then the next year, I went out and cleared some spot in the woods. And now I have a, I don't know, 20 by 15 foot section. And then I added two pear trees, which I'm still waiting on pears from, but that's okay. I added pear trees, you know, and then every fall we go out and we get plants to put in our yard. We want to have an edible landscape. So every year we go and we buy a couple blueberry bushes. We buy a couple raspberry bushes. Why do we buy them in fall? Because they're 50% off. So you save a lot of money. So that's how we've been doing things. And it's just a really slow process. But each year you learn a little bit and you grow. And that's what we want to do here. We want everybody to just learn how to grow and enjoy it. Put down that tablet. Put down your phone. Turn off the TV. Get outside gardening is a great exercise. I just saw the other day on um, some news site, I don't know, it's on our Facebook page, Backyard Gardens of the Movie, that the best way to live to 100 is start a garden. It's low impact, easy on your body. You get outside, you get sun, fresh air, you get your hands dirty. And the people that do it, they just enjoy it and love it. Sometimes it makes me feel like I'm some kind of old fogey when I'm out there gardening until I come back in with 10 pounds of vegetables and the family's happy and I have a five-year-old son and to watch him go out, his job right now is to pick the husk tomatoes because they fall off the vine and we'll talk about them in depth because that's actually one of my favorite vegetables, but they fall off and they're low to the ground. So I say, hey, come out and pick the husk tomatoes and he loves it. He counts them. The only problem is, is he eats my favorite vegetable before it gets in the house. He's crushing them. He's dipping his hands in the container, opening them and eating them, but couldn't make me happier to see your son eating fresh vegetables out of the garden. So, and then the other thing too is with your garden, if you plant one squash plant, just one and you take care of it and you grow it, you're going to get so much squash that you're going to get tired of it. So that's what we've done with eggplants this year is we, we've done that. And now we take our excess eggplants and we take them to the food pantry down the road and donate them. I mean, what's a better way to do it? Cause I, I, I have not figured out how to can an eggplant yet. I've frozen them before and it's not as good, but as far as like preserving them, I just haven't figured it out, so why not donate them to people who really need it? People who can't either A, can't afford it, or B, don't have access to it. You know, they might live in an area where there's not a lot of grocery stores. My area is not like that. We have four grocery stores pretty much on one street corner. and To me, that seems crazy, but in other areas, there's not a grocery store for miles. So if you don't grow a garden, the only place you're going to go is to the gas station or the restaurant. And we all know that you're not getting good nutrition there, so sharing is part of it, too. Building a sense of community. These are all the things that we talk about and we want to talk about because gardening is not just about sticking a seed in dirt and growing it. It's all these things combined. It's community. It's family, it's friends, it's food, nutrition. It's enjoying what is provided to us. Now, I know earlier I said, put your phone down and go outside, but take the phone with you and listen to the podcast when you're out there. Stick some headphones in if you want and just listen to the podcast and enjoy. I mean, that's usually what I like to do. I like to get out there and just listen. But either way, get out in the garden and love it. Figure it out. So the question I have for everybody today is, it's summertime and it's hot. And we're getting to a transition period in our crops where one, they're either burning up or two, they're getting too big or overcrowding. How are your gardens doing? What vegetables are you doing good with? What vegetables are you having trouble with? What fruit? What are you getting most of? What are you not getting much of? What would you like to have more of? These are all questions that it's time to think about as the summer is at the peak, you start to go to fall. So think about it and then build a plan for next year. So let us know what vegetables you're having right now that are doing great. Let us know where you're having troubles. Let us know if you've got some kind of crazy bug. I just, for the first time this year, I saw a wheel bug and a type of assassin bug and I was having a Japanese beetle problem on my green beans. And then I come out a couple days later and they're all over the Japanese beetles. And about a week later, I got no more Japanese beetles. I couldn't be happier because I tell you what, that's an uphill battle for me. Every day, picking them off, trying to have an organic garden is one thing. And then having this, what I call a semi organic garden is another, you know, will you use chemicals when you need it? Like I didn't think that using a chemical was warranted for the Japanese beetles at the time, but I was super close until I found the almighty wheel bug. So that's what I learned this year. Now that it's the middle of summer, what are you going to do for fall? What are you are you going to rotate your crops? Are you just going to let all you have go and not worry about it? So let's let me know. Tell us what your plans are and tell us what you're going to put in. How much are you going to put in? So these are all things to think about. And these are all things we want to know. And let's learn together. And um, until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. Thank you. Now, you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.